in order for us to fight the good fight of faith, you've got to know your enemy. It's the D program. With DMG. You are now entering the D program. Deprogramming your mind, transforming your paradigm. I'm just one man with a plan under a mighty hand. It's the D program. Program activated. Hello. What's going on? I know it's been a while. But I'm back, and I'm happy, and things are moving forward, and I'm glad you guys are here again. People, what in the weird is going on? I mean, we are living in the most crazy and bizarre times, and that is for sure. Thank you. For entering into another D program. And I know it's been a while. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. I know it. I know it. All right. But again, this is not my full time gig yet, y'all. All right. So just hang in there. Have a little grace. Things are going to come together. Sometimes things take longer than you thought they would. But it doesn't mean that things are not moving or progressing along. All right. And believe me. Sometimes it takes a while for me to get what I need to get to give to y'all. And I'm just giving it as I get it. And sometimes it takes a while for me to get it. But while I'm while I'm still growing, while we are still growing, I hope that the content that I'm giving you makes up for the frequency in which I give it. So until I get to a point where I can give you that weekly. Right. And maybe one day daily. I just want to thank you for your patience. I want to thank you for continuing to check in on the D program so that you can get your daily D program as we continue to go forward. I really appreciate each and every one of you. And I've always said this. I don't take it lightly when you come in here to be deprogrammed with me, DMG. Now, I open this this show with what in the world Actually, what in the weird is going on? We are living in some bizarre and crazy times. And we are. But we need to understand where this is coming from. Where is it stemming from? There are there are phases that has been cycling over and over again throughout world history, y'all. But these cycles predate this present world that we live in. It is truly a war that we are a part of. We're caught between a cosmic battle between God Almighty and the gods who are somewhat mighty. When the scripture tells us that we war not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Y'all, God is telling us exactly what is going on here. It's not a it's not it's not poetry. It's not some poetic 
you know, feeling or some thing that some man wrote out of his heart to make it sound like, you know, something is going on. No, this is literal. We are in a cosmic war caught between good and evil. And God, you know, the father, he loves us so much that he's asking us to choose him in this war so that we don't get swept out with the trash. Now, this podcast is going to get deep. It's going to get deep. It's going to be some things you probably haven't heard before. In fact, I know some things you have not heard before. So my my request is for you to go in prayer. When you hear this podcast, you need to be you need to be in prayer before you before. In fact, you need to just chill right now. Pause it. Pause it and go into prayer and ask God to give you what you need to bear what I'm about to tell you and then pray about it. Okay, chew on it and then study it for yourself. Don't trust what I'm telling you. Study it for yourself and see if the things are so, okay? Because that's the only way you're going to be able to get clarity. It's the only way you're going to be able to get closure of these things that I'm going to reveal to you in this podcast. Now, there are three main entities. I call them the dark trinity. They're very well known. We speak about them in Christian circles, but we really haven't been given the understanding we need in order to know what we are at war with. The information that we have been told regarding these things or beings, entities, has led to a massive misunderstanding, y'all. I mean, flat out ignorance of who they are, how they function, and how they came to be. In fact, listen, we've been told that Satan is a fallen angel, and he is not. We've been told that Lucifer is Satan and a fallen angel. He is not. We've swapped them out to be the same thing. And I'm going to prove to you that this is not the case, but instead that there is a dark trinity and that trinity is in agreement. I mean, the scripture tells us in first John chapter five, verse seven, it says, for there are three that bear record in heaven, the father, the word and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. Well, guess what? There are also three that are opposite or that oppose God. And these three participated in the maturation of evil. Now, I'm going to give you a startling comparison of these beings to what's going on today. Y'all, the, listen, the word of God is so amazing and good. There's no technology that will ever surpass it. It is leaps and bounds ahead of everything we have today. It, it trips me out how some people say, you know, well, you know, the, the Bible, that's old. You know, it's, it's outdated. No, nobody's listening to that. No, it's not. You can't. <laughs> technology cannot even come close to how far ahead the word of God is. It's not even in the same. It's, it's not. It's so far ahead of this world. It's just totally unfair. That's why God gave it to us, because we need an advantage. We need an edge. And he gave us the edge. It's that word that was spoken and it is inerrant. And that's what we need today. 
to be able to understand what we're going through, the climate that has changed, but it's so far ahead of everything, y'all. So where did evil originate? I hear this so many times. If God is real, then where did evil, evil come from? If God is so good, then how could he let all this stuff happen? We're going to talk about where it originated. The anointed cherub, the love of money, not 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 God's money, but I'm talking about the 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 evil where 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 there is a root of all evil of those who love it so much that they would corrupt themselves and corrupt others and hurt anything in their way to get it. Fake money, buying and selling the buying and selling system of corrupt printed money. We're going to talk about Lucifer, the destroyer of man. He, he, he was a destroyer. He was a man of war and rebellion. You said man? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, and, and look, after you guys pray, <laughs> if you can't handle this, you know what you got to do. Get yourself something you can bite down on to get through this popsicle stick. But I'm going to show you guys who Lucifer was. His destruction. All right. And and how the earth was a wilderness because of him. Yeah, we're going to get really, really into it in this podcast, because it is important for you to know your enemy. He has three persons, just like the trio in the Godhead, which is God, the father, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is his son, which is also God, who is also God. And the Holy Spirit, there is an opposing force, you guys. And then we're going to talk about Satan, not a fallen angel. No, nor is he a man. He's not an angel. He's not a man, but he's a beast. He's some type of we're going to get into be him, him being some type of hybrid. And I'll, I'll show you that. I'll show you the potential of that. And he was a murderer from the beginning. And then, of course, we're going to get into some hope. And what we need to do in this time and why it is important for us to understand these things. Now, if you would like to join the program, you can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere you listen to your favorite shows. The D program will be there. My name is DMG and you've just entered the D program. Yes, it's a play on my name. And at the same time, it deprograms your mind while transforming your paradigm so that you won't be conformed to this world. Now, let's deprogram. We're going to start with the anointed cherub or the perfect angel. Now, this is how evil started, y'all. He was in the beginning with God. He was in the beginning and he is the origin of evil, but he didn't start out that way. He didn't begin that way. This anointed cherub, this, uh, this angel, he didn't begin that way. This is one of the reasons why people think Satan is a fallen angel. He was actually, listen, he actually started out perfect. Think about that perfection in a good way became evil. Now let's jump into the word and explore this. Ezekiel 28 verse 14 through 19. It says here, you were the anointed cherub who covers. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of the fiery stones. You were perfect in all your ways. 
from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. By the abundance of your trading, which means merchandise, you became filled with violence within and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God. And I destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the fiery stones. Verse 17, your heart was lifted up before. I'm sorry, your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I laid you before kings that they might gaze at you. Verse 18. You defiled your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities, by the iniquity of your trading. It also means traffic. Therefore, I brought fire from your midst. I devoured you. This is past tense. Okay, keep that in mind. And I turned you to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all who saw you. And who knew you among the people are astonished at you. You have become a horror and shall be no more forever. Now, I know that's a lot, but you guys got to understand this anointed cherub started out perfect until iniquity was found in him. And then God had to destroy it. Now, what I'm going to do is pull out some of the distinguishing points to later compare in another part of the podcast. All right. Perfection from creation. He started out perfect. He was a cherub. He was an angel, not a man. His abundant trading or traffic, merchandise, corrupt money, buying and selling, love of money, right? What the, the love of money is the root of all evil. This is where it started. It talked about the, the scripture talked about that. It went over it. Read it yourself again. He was on the holy mountain of God. He was actually in heaven, people. He was cast out of the holy mountain of God. And then it says he was destroyed to ashes. He did not have a grave and he was not buried. So those are the points that we that I that I pulled out from what we just read. Now, here's a supporting point. He was the originator of money and trading. The word of God calls it trafficking. This is how. It was all started. Now, here's an article from Forbes magazine. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can bring in today's world with the text from scripture to understand where we are and why things are like they are. But here's an arbs from I mean, here's a here's an article from Forbes magazine. It says here the business of human trafficking. There's that word. It says here, the motives of traffickers, regardless of the type of human trafficking they are engaged in, is clear. Money. And it's got an exclamation point after money. It says annually, the business of human trafficking globally generates an estimated one hundred and fifty billion in profits, according to the ILO. Now, the banking sector. This is still Forbes. It says traffickers often help Trafficked individuals open bank accounts and or apply for credit cards. They use bank and money remittance services 
to funnel money, even large amounts of cash. Moreover, traffickers frequently accompany victims to financial institutions to monitor the transaction and structure deposits to fall just under thresholds, which could trigger investigation by the financial institution. So as we can see, the same characteristics that were in the anointed cherub, this angel is what's running our current world today, filled with violence, trafficking, trading, the same spirit, even though that thing was destroyed, the spirit lives on. It's still, it's still influencing mankind today. Sex trafficking, drug trafficking, human trafficking. And how are these tied to the banking sector or the corrupt money system? We are continually warring against these powers from long ago. Now, God said that he brought a fire, right? From the midst of this angel and it devoured him and turned him into ashes so that he was no more forever. God hated the thing that it that this anointed cherub represented. He hated the fact that that this thing turned into something evil. Well, I can't say he hated it because I'm sure he he already knew this was going to happen, but he didn't like this thing and what it represented. So he destroyed it. But the evil that it had brought forth, it continues. You know, it's amazing how we could have, you can have people, you guys, you can have people that, that were for good. And guess what? Their spirit lives on Martin Luther King. He was good, right? He's, he's gone now, but the spirit of Martin Luther King lives on. We don't, we, we, we'll, we'll never forget what he, what he stood for, what he said, right? And there are also things that evil people stood for that lives on. So how much more? Would an entity or an angel who was created from the beginning, who was perfect, how much more would that thing live on? Because we still experiencing it in the world that we live in, even though this took place before the world that we live in right now. And we're going to get into that. So you'll know exactly where, I'm, where, where, where it's coming from. But I want you guys to check out this clip. Allow me to just explain the problem for you and, and some of the stats that go with it. Mm-hmm. Currently, there's an estimated 40 million people, persons that are um, yeah. human tra uh, trafficked worldwide. Now, I will say that's grossly underestimated because yeah. that's been on the books for a while now, and it doesn't in take into effect the border, a crisis, Afghanistan, all the other issues that are around the world. However, it's only as good as the, the reports we get. Mm -hmm. Now, if we look at that number, you look at about 71, 72% are women and children, and the children are on the rise. Almost half of that 71% are children, okay? 16 million are labor trafficked. And I want to also make sure that people understand this is a very lucrative business. The ILO, the International Labor um, Organization, estimates $150 billion per year of illicit profits um, in this human trafficking business. And how, people might say, how can that be? Well, if they, they just think about drugs and guns, for an instance, you get, sell those, you get rid of them, they're gone. You have to uh, you know, put back your inventory. Not so with human beings. You use them over and over and over until they're, not, you, they're used up and not usable any longer. Or so, dead. 
or dead. Exactly. You see, still going on today, still spiritually influencing those people who would allow themselves to be influenced by evil. The very first origins of it. Trafficking, the money system, loving money. There are people out here, y'all, who follow God, who love God, who who pray to the Lord and they love him. But there are also people out here who are not in love with God, but they are in love with money and they will do anything to get it, including bulldozering over their 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 over their own kind, family. Friends, doesn't matter. Enemies, they'll do whatever to get it. These people exist. And this spirit from the anointed cherub is driving them. Now, I want y'all to remember that in this program, I'm going to be giving you the different aspects of evil, their function, and also dividing the falsities of these teachings around Satan, Lucifer, and the anointed cherub, whom God destroyed as being the same thing. They're not. And I'm saying that boldly because I feel confident. I don't feel any conviction coming to you with this because I've studied this out for myself. I've studied it out for the truth that I could glean from scripture and given it to you. And you know what? You need to do the same thing. And it is important. We're going to get into how important it is at the end of this, of this program, because some people would say, well, who cares? You know, I got Jesus and, and, and it's all that counts. No, that's the main thing. It's the most important thing that counts, but it's not the only thing. And when you start skipping things in the kingdom of God, those are traps. See, those are traps that are laid for you so that you can slip up and not be able to get back up. So, again, Satan is not Lucifer. Neither is Lucifer an angel, nor is he Satan. And the anointed cherub is neither of these either. Now, I've got a few more scriptures that I will. I'm going to use to prove the character of this anointed cherub. OK, but I'll get into that in the third segment of the show. So you guys can, you know, just kind of look, anticipate that. Now, what we're going to do is move on to Lucifer, whom people call a fallen angel. And I'm going to prove to you that he is not a fallen angel. In fact, the place that he fell from was not God's heaven or where, where God Jehovah lives. Okay. That was where the anointed cherub lived, whom we just, you know, finished talking about. So the anointed cherub is the only angel who introduced sin and evil to the world, but he was destroyed by God when God brought a fire from within him and turned him to ashes. Yes, he was cast out of heaven to the ground, but I'm going to prove that he and Lucifer are not the same beings simply by reading and understand, understanding the scripture. Y'all It's as simple as that. So Lucifer, the man, all right. And he was, he was probably, well, I won't get into that. I won't get into that because I don't have time in this podcast, but Lucifer, the man, we're going to we're going to read Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12. It says here, how art thou fallen from heaven? O Lucifer, get this. 
son of the morning. I'm going to say that again. Son of the morning. S-O-N. How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. See, he had to ascend into heaven. The anointed cherub was already in heaven. Not the same people. I'm going to read that again. For thou hast said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also among the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet, this is God speaking back. Yet, you will be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. They that see you shall narrowly look upon you and consider you saying, is this the man that made the earth to tremble that did shake kingdoms that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof that opened not the house of his prisoners, all the kings of the nations, even all of them lie in glory, everyone in his own house. But thou art cast out of your grave like an abominable branch. And as the raiment of those that are slain thrust through with a sword that go down to the stones of the pit as a carcass trodden underfoot, thou shalt not be joined with them in burial because thou has destroyed thy land and slain thy people. The seed of evildoers shall never be renowned. Wow. Now I'm going to pull out just like I did with, you know, with the anointed chair, I'm going to pull out some of the distinguishing points again to later compare. But it says here, heaven or sky where the clouds are, not God's heaven. This is where Lucifer was, y'all. In fact, the word is Shalmaim or sky where the clouds are. Remember, principality of the air. We war not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness. See, these things are above our heads, but not in heaven with God. So it was not God's heaven, which is O-O-R-A-N-O-S, Uranus, Uranus. Okay, totally different. Here's another point that I'm pulling out of what we just read. Lucifer was a son, which means flesh and blood. He was a son, not an angel. Angels are not flesh and blood, people. Lucifer was a son. Here's another point. He was also a man, flesh and blood. God calls angels, angels, and he calls man, man. He knows the difference. In this particular passage, he used the word man. Verse 16, it says, they that see you shall narrowly look upon you and consider you saying, is this the man that made the earth to tremble? Yeah, we skip over this. We just we just mingle all this stuff together. We do not dissect the word word for word and let and allow those scriptures to speak to us. What is is being said? We add to it. We don't need to add to scripture. Scripture has already done all the adding, the subtracting everything so that we have an inerrant word of God. And then the last one says, thou shalt not be joined with them in burial. Now, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That wasn't the last one. It was another one that says, but thou art cast out of the grave like an abominable branch. And as the raiment of those that are slain thrust through with a sword that go down to the stones of the pit as a carcass. 
people. Angels don't have carcasses. Lucifer right here, it says he had a carcass trodden underfoot, a carcass. Now, the last one says, thou shalt not be joined with them in burial. Do angels get buried? No. Do angels get buried, people? See, you haven't heard this, have you? No. It says, because thou hast destroyed thy land and slain thy people. He was killing people. He was a tyrant. Lucifer was a tyrant. And the seed of evildoers shall never be renowned. Wow. So, the seed of evildoers shall never be renowned. He had a burial, talked about him having a carcass, talking about talked about him being a man and also the son, a, the son of the morning. These are the things that I have I have pulled out. OK, but angels aren't buried. Angels don't have a carcass. Flesh and blood bodies have carcasses. Flesh and blood bodies are buried and you're going to find out as we continue in this podcast why these things are important to know. But here's another supporting point. Lucifer is the only one used. It, it, I mean, it was used one time in the King in the King James Version. The word Lucifer is only used one time. All right. But the word means brightness or morning star. Even though Lucifer as a name may not have, you know, meant to be used as a proper noun. Because the meaning of the word Lucifer actually means brightness or morning star or shining one. However, you guys got to got to understand something. It is referencing, OK, the stature or positioning of a person right here. This light or shining star or shining one morning star is still talking about a person. And this person is in rebellion against God. Scripture still calls Lucifer a son there will be people out here who tell you, oh, well, you know, Lucifer is only used one time in the Bible and he was he wasn't talking about a person's name. And it's just, you know, it's it's more so, um, you know, an adjective maybe describing something, you know, it's brightness, it's it's shining or whatever. But that is not the case here because Scripture calls Lucifer a son. In fact, it calls him son of the morning or son of the dawn. This means that he ha he 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 had he was flesh and blood. Now I could I could get into you know this dawn entity or who is perceived to be the mother of Lucifer, whose name would I think her name was 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 Eosphorus, Eosphorus or something like that. I mean if we could look inside the the Word of God in the context of the Greeks of how the Greeks saw the world, I think a lot of things would be become more clear. You know, they would they would be more clear. I mean, think about it. When God says that you shall have no other gods before me in Exodus 20. What is it? Exodus 20, verse three. People, he he really meant that there were other gods out there. Literally, you know, we've changed it all to kind of melt it down into nothingness. Well, you know, he was talking about, you know, they'll have no other God before him, you know, money and, you know, don't you know, that, that piece of apple pie <laughs> for people who may, you know, worship food or whatever, you know, we try, we, we, we put all these other things in the place of what God was actually talking about. He was talking about, don't put any other entity, any other magistrates, any other gods before me. There were gods out there, y'all. This is literal. 
There were magistrates or great judges that God created who ruled under him. Look at Psalms chapter 82, verse one through eight. I'm not going to get into it, but just go study it. All right. Study it for yourself. Psalms 82, one through eight. And there are other gods who are also in rebellion against God. These things were happening literally. Now, I say it all that to state that it is not a far cry to understand that Lucifer was quite possibly the son of a god named Eos or Eosphorus. Think about phosphorus. It's a it's a chemical that glows in the dark. It's dealing with light. Here's a supporting data. Now, unlike the anointed cherub, who was an entity all about industry, he was about buying and selling, economy, trafficking, love of money. Lucifer was not about that. He was a destroyer. Look at Isaiah chapter 14, verse 17. It says that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof and opened not the house of his prisoners. He was a tyrant. He was a destroyer and he made the world a wilderness. The anointed cherub didn't do that. Two different beings. Another part of the dark trinity. The second part. See, well, DMG, this is this is kind of deep, man. Yeah. But the word of God says we can know the deep things of God. We can study these things out. We can reason together. We can see these puzzle pieces and we can put them together to create a picture so that we can come to understand who our enemy is. But he was a tyrant who destroyed the entire earth. I even believe he was a giant. And I can get into that, but I'm not going to get into it too deep in this in this program. But he was a man of war. He had advanced weaponry who made the world a wilderness. Think about that. He destroyed the cities. Isaiah said he weakened the nations. And if you study Genesis, you'd see that the earth was in a dark and chaotic place when it opens up, when Genesis one opens up. How did he get that way? When God created the earth, it was created perfect. God doesn't create wildernesses. He doesn't create voidness. He doesn't create darkness, chaos. He doesn't do it like that. There was no darkness upon the face of the deep when God created the earth in its original form. Something happened. Let's look at Genesis chapter one, verse one. It says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Verse two, and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. This means that the earth was formed in vain. Nothing was dwelling on it. Nothing was here. It was darkness without form means it was it was to lie in waste, a desolate surface, a worthless thing. I looked it up. That's what it is. That's what it means. This is not how God created it, though. And here's the proof. Isaiah 45 verse 18. It says, for thus saith the Lord, for thus said the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it, he has established it. He created it, get this, not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord 
and there is none else. Isaiah 45, 18. When God created the earth, he did not create it in vain. Yet <laughs> Genesis opens up with this chaotic, vain place. Something happened, y'all. Something happened for the earth to be in this condition. It was the result of Lucifer waging war and destroying the earth to such a condition. You read it back there. He, he made it a wilderness. Isaiah 14 and 16, right? It says, is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake kingdoms? Think about that, people. What could cause the earth to tremble and kingdoms to shake? We all know, and I guarantee that it was way more powerful than what I'm about to play for you right here. Check this out. Some of the most powerful nuclear detonations in history have been from the Soviet Union. And this is the biggest of them all. Detonated shortly after Nikita Khrushchev's promise to show the United States what they've got, Tsar Bamba, also nicknamed Vanya and Big Ivan, was dropped on October 30, 1961, north of the Arctic Circle over Novaya Zimla Archipelago. The yield of the bomb was over 50 megatons, or 50 million tons of TNT. The mushroom cloud grew to a height of seven Mount Everests, and the blast was so strong it broke windows 560 miles away. The Tsar Bomba showed, more than anything else, the capacity of humankind's destructiveness. Now, I'm sure that the technology back then, when Lucifer was warring against the people and warring against these nations and warring against other gods, I'm sure. I'm sure the technology was way more destructive, probably, you know, really easily able to destroy. Because if the entire earth was that opened up in Genesis was a vain, chaotic, dark place, the weaponry had to be serious. It had to be way more advanced. And what we have to understand is that there is nothing new under the sun. These things have happened before. And what I'm doing is bringing it to your mind to deprogram you from what you've heard that he was an angel and all this kind of stuff, right? These things have happened in the past and it's going to happen again. But God, the father, he's going to judge it and he's going to cancel. it. He's going to bring it all. He's going to bring it all to an end. I'm not sure about the technology back then, but I'm, I guarantee you it was way more destructive than what we have today. So this brings us to our final segment where evil has now come to full maturity. All right. So we had the origin of evil, which is the anointed cherub. And then we had the man of evil, which is Satan. I'm sorry, which is Lucifer. Now we're going to get into this final segment where evil becomes mature. Satan, he's neither angel nor is he man, but a beast. He's some sort of hybrid abomination. Let's see what the Bible calls him, because you know what people say? Pastors all over the place. They say the same thing. He's a fallen angel. He's not a fallen angel, people. If he was a fallen angel, the word of God would say that. But in Revelation chapter 20, verse two, here's what the word of God calls, calls him. It says, and he laid hold on the dragon, hmm. calls him a dragon. That old serpent hmm. calls him a serpent, which is the devil. Calls him the devil 
and Satan and bound him a thousand years. See, there's nowhere here where it calls him an angel. If he was an angel, this would be the perfect place for God to reveal that to us. But he's not calls him a dragon, calls him a serpent, calls him the devil and calls him Satan. Sounds like some sort of hybrid to me. I mean, he's definitely a beast. He's not a man and he's not an angel. He is definitely a beast. Why do you think the word of God talks about worshiping the beast? You think it's just coincidence? No, these things come from other things that caused them. Now, I also want to add that this being, you know, the devil or Satan was he was never, ever perfect, nor was he ever born. OK, the scripture says in John chapter eight, verse 44, it says you are of your father, the devil and the lust of your father. You will do. He was a murderer. And this is what I want you to understand from the beginning and abode not in truth because there was no truth in him. Now, the anointed cherub, he was not a murderer from the beginning because he was perfect in his ways from the day he was created. That's Ezekiel 28, 15. Go read it. Satan was a murderer from the beginning. The anointed cherub was not a murderer from the beginning. He was perfect until something happened, until iniquity was found. See, that means he did not have murder in him. He was created perfect. He's not the same, but they agree as one because his spirit is what's driving a lot of this chaos today, this evil today. The cherub also had to have truth in him because he was in heaven with God. God wouldn't allow, you know, him to rule from his holy mountain in heaven if he had zero truth in him. Remember, the mountain was holy and the anointed cherub ruled from there. Satan had no truth. So they're not the same. Neither is Lucifer the same as that thing. We prove that through scripture. Now, Lucifer was a murderer, but probably not from from the beginning, not from birth because he was a son. Remember, he was a man. So when he was born as a baby or, you know, or a child. You know, he probably didn't start out as a murderer in, in, in the crib. <laughs> and he'd come out with a knife. Ah, ah. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't do that. So where did the devil come from? The only way that we can deduce this is by way of two other entities, the anointed cherub and Lucifer, because evil started. Think about this now. Evil started with the anointed cherub degenerated in Lucifer and fully matured in Satan. Or you could say evil had to become pinnacle to its maximum and uttermost place of maturity in this serpent and dragon, which is a beast. Think about that. Think about how we think about how we innocently use the word beast. I mean, if someone is if someone is playing a sport at a very high level, what do we say? What do people say? Man, he a beast or she a beast. We are we're bestowing on that person praise for being so great at what they do by using the word beast. That's not a coincidence, people. Listen, the spirit behind that is that people are going to be worshiping the beast, giving praise to it, 
because it'll be performing fake miracles and wonders. I mean, it's already accepted as a good thing to say. And I admit it's, you know, it's a cool expression. I've used it myself. Many people have. But it's already in this age. It's already being used so that we could get used to the fact that, you know, the beast is something good or the beast is something we should look up to. So I'm going to try and I'm going to do my very best here to not go outside of the parameters of truth, but to stay within the parameters of reason, because some things we have to reason out. Truth is like diamonds. Remember, you have to dig for it. It's not going to be on the surface. And I'm going to do my very best to do that so we can know the origins of evil. Right. I mean, we know we know the origins of evil was in the anointed cherub because he thought of himself as God. We also know Lucifer was trying to supplant God. He was trying to get to God where God was. I will be like the most high. He was trying to get there. He was trying to take over God's throne. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. He was trying to get there. So what do these two have in common? What do both Satan and Lucifer have in common? It is this. They both failed. They both failed. They they both were evil, right? They both were violent, Lucifer more so. But the Bible says the anointed cherub was filled with violence. You know, you know, he he was probably, you know, in his heart, he was thinking, nobody gets my money. No, don't nobody get my money. See, it caused him to start looking over his shoulder, looking over his back. You know, I'm the one. I'm the man. I'm the one. See, he was full of haughtiness. He was full of conceit. He, he got violence in him. They were both filled with that. Yet they both wanted to be worshipped. But the thing that they the thing that they both had in common was that they both failed to do what they set out to do, which was to supplant God. They didn't do it. Neither one. So this is what I want to put forth as to where the devil came from. These two, Lucifer and the anointed cherub, they might have planned and genetically created this dragon or this serpent from the animals and then put a mind into it. I don't know. I don't know for sure. But when you look at the scripture, think about this. They could have modified it. They could have modified some animal species and used their, their own DNA to create Satan, who would then fully mature into evil, perfect evil. That means you can't get more evil than that. Now, what I'm putting forth is, I mean, it's not totally my imagination. It's not totally just me, you know, conjecture or whatever. It's not totally that. Listen, I'm going to read from the King James Version first, and then I'm going to read the Amplified. All right. But Revelations 13, 15, it says, and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Man, it's a lot in that y'all a murderer from the beginning. Now I'm gonna read that same passage in the amplified. It says here, and he is given power 
to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast will even appear to speak and cause those who do not bow down and worship the image of the beast to be put to death. Again, a murderer from the beginning put to death because you don't worship the image of the beast. Can y'all see what's going on here? I mean, Satan is counterfeiting what God did in Genesis chapter one, verse 26 and Genesis two, seven, one it says this. And God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Genesis chapter two, verse seven says, and the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed. There's that word breath into his nostrils, the breath of life and man became a living soul. So think about it. Satan's spirit is giving breath to his image so that his image would come to life. But this had, listen, this had to also have taken place with Satan or the devil as well. In other words, he had to be given life. He had to be created from something because he can't give breath to his image unless he had been given breath to as well. DMG, this is a deep man. <laughs> it is, but it's necessary to understand what we're dealing with. He gave breath to the image of the beast, just like God gave breath to you and I made in his image and after his likeness. Y'all see that. Now, here's how the anointed cherubim and Lucifer could have made this happen in the past long ago. OK, they could have conspired together because the anointed cherub was destroyed. But we don't know. We don't know how long that was between that time. Or think about this. Think about this. This is this is more reasoning. OK, after God destroyed the anointed cherub, its spirit could have influenced or possessed Lucifer. I mean, after all, that spirit is still influencing and possessing people today through trafficking, right? Sex trafficking, drug trafficking, human trafficking, the fake money system, loving money, love of money, killing for money. That spirit is still influencing people today. Remember, the anointed cherub was, was on the holy mountain of God. He was in heaven with God. He could go back and forth between heaven and earth. This is where Lucifer wanted to get to. Lucifer, oh my gosh, you guys. Yeah, listen, this is, this, is, this is possible, but Lucifer was confined to the earth. He was trying to get to where God's heaven was. The anointed cherub could go between both. Remember Isaiah 14, 13, it says, for thou have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation. This is where the anointed cherub was already, people. Could they have uh, conspired? Wow. Could Lucifer have been, hey, let's make a deal, man. Let's, let's, let's do something. Think about it. He wanted to get to where the anointed cherub was. I want to sit right there. The anointed cherub was already there. No, Lucifer said, no, I want to sit right there. Both of them going for the same spot in the sides of the north. Isaiah 14, 13. It says, for thou have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. People, if you look up scripture, the sides of the north is where God the father is. It's where heaven is. It's where his throne is. 
Lucifer wanted to be where the anointed cherub already was. You think they couldn't have conspired to get Satan in this world? <laughs> Very possible. Now, check out this clip to show you how possible it actually is. The 2011 budget for DARPA, which can be downloaded at Wired Magazine if a person wants to go and read the uh, DARPA budget, allows millions of dollars for what they are calling bio-design. Bio-design is actually outlined in the budget. The purpose of it has to do with immortalism. The purpose of it is to literally discover how cellular destruction occurs and why in regeneration of cellular decay, we as humans don't wind up at 100% again and we begin to age. And DARPA has an interest in figuring out how to get around the decaying process of cellular life. And they use the term creating an immortal organism. But it's more than just an organism. They consider it to be potentially a lethal force that can be used in military application. Wired Magazine actually referred to it as a living, breathing creature. And DARPA uh, admits that the force of this living creature, this immortal organism, could be so potent that it ought to also have what they call a kill switch uh, introduced uh, into its organism so that in case it gets out of hand, we could throw the switch and stop it, or if it became available to our enemies, uh, we could throw the, the switch and stop it. Now think about that. DNA. These these two entities, these two gods could have conspired because, listen, Lucifer, I'm sorry, not Lucifer. The anointed cherub was an angel who could go between heaven and earth. He was in heaven with God. He was perfect from the beginning, but he could go between heaven and earth. He was on the holy mountain of God. Lucifer was on the earth. He was a blood. His, he, he was flesh and blood. Could they have conspired with DNA? Could they have conspired to create this entity? You remember, he said these things become creatures. He, he said they they were um, he said they were creatures or something. What, what we just heard living creatures, he said, he said, and they need to they, they could possibly need to have a kill switch in case they get out of hand. You can see the technology surrounding this sort of thing. Again, this is not new. And there was no kill switch when this thing happened. Back in the day with Satan, see, there was no kill switch when he was put together, when he was given breath. He went all the way to the completion of evil and perfect maturation of it. Again, more evidence of him being a murderer from the beginning. He was created to be an out of control, murdering, lying entity. Degeneration. Think about it. Degeneration. Perfect the anointed cherub worse is Lucifer. And then we got the most evil that has ever lived in Satan evidence that he was a murderer from the beginning. He was created to be an out of control murderer, but Jesus has the kill switch. <laughs> Jesus has the kill switch over this thing. Y'all the blood of Jesus is the kill switch over this dragon, this serpent, this devil. Here's another clip. I want y'all to check this out. Today, the World Transhumanist Association had 
an original cause. It was really to bring international attention to the idea that through emerging fields of science, we would soon be able to alter what it means to be a human, literally rewrite our DNA, alter ourselves by altering our genetic makeup, create humans, Homo sapiens 2.0. Uh, the movement today is, is often called H+, which just simply means humans plus. A transhuman is in a transitionary uh, state of being. They are human. They are wanting to transition into something else, but ultimately they want to become a post-human, something that has become so radically altered from what we are today as to no longer even be considered to be human. And uh, they imagine uh, creating Homo sapien 2.0 through the use of technology from neuropharmacology to nanotechnology, uh, genetic engineering, stem cell sciences, robotic assistance, brain machine interfacing, all of the new fields of science that could have an application for human enhancement is important to the transhumanist movement. You see, what is Satan? He's a beast. He's a, a thing, a dragon, a serpent. How could this thing have come together? Had to be through some type of DNA stuff, man. And I believe it was it was Lucifer and the anointed cherub because I believe they came across each other. The anointed cherub, like I said, he was on the holy mountain, in the holy mountain, going between heaven and earth. Lucifer was trying to get there. I believe they conspired and I believe Satan came out of this thing some kind of way. Oh, DMG, you just, hey, it's important to reason this stuff out. It's very important because you need not know. Don't be ignorant of Satan's devices. He'll come to you as an angel of light. He'll come to you as a whole lot of different things. He can morph. He can do this and do that. But his true self, I believe, began with some type of DNA deal, man. That's what I believe. So there it is, y'all. Dark Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is the light of the world. They are the, the, the good, the only true and living God. One God existing in three persons. But then you have the dark trinity. You have the anointed cherub. You have Lucifer. And you have this thing, this abominable, this abomination that wants to give breath to his image. This antichrist that comes on the earth is going to be in the image of the beast, going to be created in the image of the beast. The beast is Satan. He's not an angel. He's not a man. He is a beast. It is important also to, you know, understand John 8, 31 and 32. It says, then Jesus said to the Jews, which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John 16, 13. I'm reading this from the Amplified. I'm just throwing things at you now so that not throwing, but I'm giving you these scriptures because you need to understand what we're dealing with and where we are today in these times. John chapter 16, verse 13 in the Amplified Bible says this. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, full and complete truth, 
for he will not speak of his own initiative, but he will speak whatever he hears from the father, the message regarding the son, and he will disclose to you what is to come in the future. So what is our hope in all this? Well, for one thing, we know that God, the father, he's going to throw the devil and all that he is and all that's with him and all that's for him and all that worships him into the lake of fire. We know this word of God talks about that. We also know that we won't be going through this great tribulation or what's called what I call the wrath of God. I didn't say we weren't going to endure tribulation. I'm, I didn't say we were, were not going to endure some type of a tribulation. Jesus said in this life, you will have tribulation. But from my understanding of study, this, this tribulation period, the second three and a half years, this is when men will be crying out and calling for death. But the word of God says death will flee them. They're not going to be able to die. We're not going to be called to the wrath of God. We're not called to the wrath of God. Revelations 9, 6, it says, and in those days, men shall seek death and shall not find it and shall desire to die and death shall flee from them. In other words, it's going to run from them. And it sounds like zombie stuff. They might be trying to die. They might be shooting themselves. They might be trying to do everything to try to die because they're in so much pain, but they're still living. This is Revelation 9, 6. I believe this is because of the genetically altered people who can't die because they've had, you know, they've been they've been altered like what we heard in Eclipse before. Revelation chapter 16, verse one, talking about the vials being poured out. Vials are where, where are vials located? Vials are located in labs. I mean, could be types of vaccines or medicines. These people say are for your good. This is only conjecture. I understand that. But let us reason together. Search the scriptures, the deep things of God. We won't have to deal with this stuff because this is dealing with God's wrath. These vials being poured out. I believe these vials are going to be vaccines and vaccinations and all types of jabs that they're going to be coming out with to, okay, okay, this one right here is going to do this for you. Okay. Well, that, that one didn't work. So take this booster and take this one and this one and this one. And next thing you know, <laughs> you're going to have a whole bunch of people out here who don't even know their people. That's God's wrath. It talks about it. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse nine, it says, for God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He didn't say we weren't going through any tribulation, but he said we were not going through wrath. And then you got first Thessalonians five eleven. It says, wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also you do just as you are doing. Boom. There it is. OK, people, it's been real. It's been deep and hopefully it's been enlightening to you and enriching so that you know who your enemy is and you'll know the truth, all truth not part truth, all truth, so that traps won't be able to be set with these people telling you this and that, and it's just not scripturally lining up. This is DMG. I love each and every one of you, and hopefully my next cast will come a lot quicker than this one did. I'm DMG. I'll see you guys on the next one.
You have now been de-programmed. However, for optimal effect, re-enter to continue your mind's transformation. On the D-Program With D-M-G After exiting, please share with your friends, your experience, in the D-Program. Program terminated.